0: a fever. And the only prescription... It's not. Ah! This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. Yeah. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar your industry. <laughs> no! With your host. Hey, Man. David Garofalo. Well,
1: who are you? Julius Caesar?
0: Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan.
2: I know who I am. I'm a
0: The dude disguises another dude. Barry
2: Stunt
0: And Chuck Morrison. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. It's time to light him up. Screw it, let's let him do it. It's time. It's a win-win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta
1: have (laughs) my home. February 6, 2016. This is the 2016 edition of the Intro of the Cigar Authority. Broadcasting live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Studios, and this week we've heard all the others, but the day before the big game, because we can't say Super Bowl just on the year. Super Bowl, uh, the big game. Um, you know what I mean. Will we reveal the cigar of the year? The
3: cigar of the year welcome everybody to the cigar authority you are listening to the cigar authority the only radio show in the u.s and yes the world that is always broadcast on location and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking we insist we demand that you light up along with us you tune in at the where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time simply find us on itunes youtube or Podbean where you can for- set it and forget it on all three. Playing the part of Barry Stein today will be Derek Stewart. Good afternoon.
1: Barry Stein is away today on uh, it vacation. It is um, bronchitis. Ah. Bronchitis. Barry Stein. <laughs> if you're listening in, Barry Stein, get better. He's got bronchitis. Hard to be in the smoking environment. It smoking cigars, is. coughing, choking with the bronchitis. I've been there, done that. Uh, So Derek Stewart That's why
3: you took a day off
1: once. Once. You had bronchitis. It was was full pneumonia. It was full pneumonia. Probably because I waited too long to go through the bronchitis thing. So he's taking care of business. uh, So that's it. But big day for us. The Cigar of the Year. We wait all year for it. What is it going to be? And we're going to get that in the next segment. But right now, let's light up a cigar. And why not light, I would say, for the last time. We're going to light up the Cigar of the Year
3: last year. For the last time. Technically, because the new Cigar of the Year hasn't been announced yet, this is still the Cigar of the Year. It is. And in just moments, it will
1: no longer be Cigar of the Year. And I've, I've said to some people before, you know, mentioned it. I smoke it often. And uh, they say, you know, I still haven't tried it. Why haven't you tried the B.G. Meyer Standard Issue Cigar of the Year? Uh, because it's a little more full-bodied than I normally like to smoke myself? Maybe. Maybe because it is no mild cigar but it isn't very full body it's well balanced it's a nicely made cigar um and uh, I'll tell you later on the the guy uh, Rob Weiss who uh, this is his brand yeah uh people look at it as a as a Davidoff brand Davidoff is is distributor of BG Meyer but this is actually Rob Weiss's brand much like the Room 101 oh yeah yeah, is yeah. it's Matt Booth yeah. it's Matt Booth's this is Rob Weiss's
4: Cigar and it is BG Meyer. So, uh, what do we know about BG Meyer, Derek Stewart? So, the BG Meyer standard issue comes to us from Board of the Bold member Rob Weiss, who is known for his work with Entourage and Ballers. Uh, the standard issue features a Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and fillers consisting of Corojo 98 and Nicaraguan tobacco from Omentep and Estelite. Uh, MSRP ranges from 850 to 1050 depending on the size you choose. I
3: believe, uh, Derek. That it's Corojo 99.
4: You can. Did I say 98? Hang on.
3: Yeah, it's 99.
4: Is it 99? <laughs> oh, just from oh, 99. 99,
3: good, they, year. They must good have, year. They
1: must have ran out of the 98. Yeah. You know, On the 99. I was thinking Criollo. Ah, there we go. So we're going to give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, and they've all been doing it lately. All prices are going up, everybody, except for this guy, because Perdomo is the guy that cut out the federal s tax, and they actually lowered their prices. You, Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition,
3: and excellence. You do it on purpose. You try to make it so that we can cut along with you. I
1: do. I now it. that
3: we have the whole studio a- audience opening, some of them show up with two cutters to be able to do the sound effect. Yeah, I throw a little softball to make yeah, it yeah. hard.
1: You think you know what I'm going to do, and then I change it up a bit. I'm crazy like that. Crazy. I don't mean to be a mooch, yeah. but can I steal a cigar?
2: Yes, oh, I got see, one here for you, Derek.
5: Oh, thank
3: you, Derek. Right Derek, uh, Derek's new to the show. He doesn't know the protocol that yeah. we take one right. down. It's I was right. wondering
4: around. why there were four cigars up here, and then I remembered you were standing there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hidden back here. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. There we
1: go. So, Derek, how do you like uh, working uh, cigar
4: retail? It is the best time of yeah? my life. I love it. Beautiful.
3: Love it. We should have. We, sh- we didn't go over all the ground rules at the beginning. We went over some, but this is a clean show. So, although we. Sometimes have truck driver mouths out in the store. Mm. We've got to be careful on the show. We've got people that listen with their kids in the car. Okay, We want to be careful. He was he was on the Sober Mesa show. He,
4: he did a good was. job. Yes, and, yes,
1: he did. So here we are trying you out live and uh, taking no chances, but you got a, some duties to take care of today.
4: I do. I yeah, do.
1: One of the duties is we're going to now taste the cigar. We've cut it, but not light the cigar and taste the cigar and see if there's any flavors that we can bring up. No. Fruit loops. loops.
3: Fruit Loops, you just—you were gonna say Fruit Loops, no matter nope. what. I'm telling you, there's like a fruity. See, I'm going Nilla wafers on this.
4: Nilla wafers and Fruit Loops. Did you guys wake up in the morning? and <laughs> <laughs> Just say uh, it, it's gonna be Fruit Loops. No, no, no. I'm getting wood.
3: Oh, That's good fruit. to know.
4: Well, yep. We're, it's a it's a
3: guy's it show, and there shouldn't be anything easy if you no, want to it see. No, it anything. happens to everyone on their first yes. real show. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. Just yeah. make sure your flies up. There you go. I'm just gonna move this chair. You know when yeah. you yeah.
5: finish a box of Froot Loops and it has like that that powder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you pour, and you pour it down your throat. Absolutely. That's this and
1: choke it a little bit. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> but it's good. More milk. More, More milk. <laughs> That's what I'm getting.
4: Yeah. It's a little chocolatey as well, I think. A little bit of the cocoa powder, like Nesquik. There you go. I'm
3: still on Nilla Wafers. You guys Nilla are not going to mess with my brain. Dave? I don't know, man. This is, <laughs> taste tobacco. I, yeah, it tastes like tobacco. It's a little sweetness to it. All right. You guys have heard of John Wayne, and you've heard of the Duke of Earl. Yes. Both go by the name Duke. Yes, because John Wayne's name was Duke, right? He was yeah, the Duke. The Duke. And then you got the Duke of Earl. But today we've got the Lotus Duke. It's sixty nine ninety nine. But get this. You guys that have trouble keeping your lighter and your cutter together. Yeah, it's awesome. Flip out. Real, full-size cutter. Capable of Guillotine cutter. Not a bullet way, cutter. Guillotine cutter. All the way to 60 ring gauge. 60 ring gauge guillotine cutter built into it. So you got a what a $30 cutter attached to a uh, $100 lighter. You would think that the cost of this lighter would be well over $100. One yeah. $130, say. Yeah. It's not. It's a triple jet lighter for 69.99 with a full-size cutter built in. It's good. So you don't have to go to what is better known as the slobber cutter
1: inside the cigar shop. This is the cutter That is, that everybody uses, including that guy that deep throats the cigar, pulls it out with that stretchy piece of, of, um, stop, you're turning Derek on, disgust (laughs) that's on it. You've seen it, Derek. I have. I have. After he puts it in his mouth and goes around his cheek with it, and I don't know what the heck's going on in there, pulls it out, it's got that little stretchy bitches of spit
4: (laughs) attached to it, and then he uses that cutter. You know, I am so guilty of doing that, but with, my own cutter, and sometimes I'll slip and I'll do it with other people's, and I feel horrible yeah. every time I do. Don't but do it, man. It's gross. I, yeah, it Next is, thing you know, you have bronchitis is. and you're missing <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't berries,
1: was it? This Maybe. cutter? No, this is brand new. Brand I just don't want to like... get sick. But people yeah. are apparently put the cigar in their mouth and wet it because I've asked the question why do you do that? So that when they cut it, it doesn't. Fall apart, so they they're moistening it so it doesn't get brittle and just fall apart. But if you have a sharp cutter,
3: it's not going to. It's going to. Not be only likely. that, if you buy your cigar at a reputable shop, humidify high Humidity yeah. is in that range between sixty-two and seventy percent. You'll have no issue. Mm. You could go as low as fifty-five percent before you start experiencing any sort of cracking on the cap. Absolutely. So happy to see you here, Chuck. But you could have been
1: missing mm. today going to the Super Bowl, yeah. which is where you should be. But yeah. So you don't even get to go.
5: Don't even get to go. I haven't watched any coverage. Actually, I saw something on Facebook. They made like a montage of uh, some of the media day of <clears throat> players, Peyton Manning and Cam Newton, and just cut up their, their, their audio to say ridiculous things. Yeah. That's the first thing I've seen. And it's just like seeing Peyton Manning there – is so heart-wrenching because it's like, Brady should be there. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. The Patriots. But The Patriots. They're, they're going to get killed. You I'm gotta, not even going to watch the game. I'm not even going to watch the game. I'm telling you right now.
3: I'm going to watch the game at my brother's house who cares less about football than I do. Yeah. So we're at, really what we're going to do is smoke cigars, we're going to drink a little scotch, and we're going to do some grilling, and that's what the day is going to be about. And in the background somewhere, there'll be a game on, and it's it'll an ex- probably be it's the an Super It's an Bowl. excuse
1: to party and eat bad foods and whatever. My yeah.
3: brother and I don't eat bad foods. <clears throat> Really? No, we, we go vegetables and oh, the meat, God. and it all gets grilled up, and it's happy, and it's spicy, and there's cigars, and it's good. So how do you even know what a Nilla wafer tastes like? Well, as a child, yeah. Nilla wafers were the cheapest cookie that you could get on the welfare, yeah. so that's how I know. He's on the welfare.
6: He's on welfare,
1: because he don't have any. Yeah? Nilla wafers. They're good. You ever have them crushed up and mixed them with vanilla ice cream? Yes, I have. Yeah. Good. I'll have, I to, try. We I'll used have to, to try that. We used that. to call yeah. those sprinkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the powder that's left, the sprinkles. Jimmies, did you call them? We call spring- them jimmies. Yeah. yeah. We call them jimmies.
3: Yeah. I don't know what the PC term is, not that I care, but there's probably something wrong with calling sprinkles. them jimmies. And so Chuck, sprinkles.
1: question I have for you is yeah, why can't I call the Super Bowl the Super Bowl? I think it's copyrighted. So, what? So, B.G. Meyer is copyright written, and I'm saying we're smoking a B.G. Meyer. I can't actually say I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. You can say that, but if you were, like, for example, and this is where there's kind
5: of a gray area with a lot of radio stations where they'll try to do promotions alongside the Super Bowl, but you won't hear them say Super Bowl. Right. They'll say the big game. That's what I'm Or hearing New England week. versus Carolina. And the reason why is that it's, it's copyrighted, it's trademarked, and you can't use it for promotional purposes
1: unless you have express, exp, expressed written uh, permission. So we have the Republican debate or something, yeah. and I'm sure Republican maybe is trademarked or whatever. And right. you, you call the Republican debate the Republican debate or whatever going on. You say exactly what it is. The World Series. You say, oh, it's on the World Series.
5: I don't think you can do that. I think World really? Series is also copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember back in my well, uh, getting days of radio, that was a
3: big thing. You couldn't charge admission into Two Guys Smoke Shop and have a cigar party featuring the Super Bowl. Right. You could say, we've got the big game on, right. and it's $25 to come in. You get so many cigars, and also in the background, the big game would be playing. But you couldn't say, charge people to come in and watch the I Super gotta Bowl. I've got
1: to imagine they throw their weight around with it because yeah. it's amazing that that's all you hear them say, the big game, the big game, the big game. And I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. somebody's saying something, yeah. and uh, – you can't say Super Bowl. You so, can't. So I'm not going to say Well, since we, don't charge, <laughs> since
3: we don't charge admission for the show, both in our, for our live studio audience and uh, there's no charge for the podcast, I think we're okay. It's yeah. free.
1: It's crazy. I don't, I don't get it. So. No, you're right. It's, it's ridiculous. But I mean. they, they continue to do it. So the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We're having the Cigar of the Year. We're going to announce that uh, in about 15 minutes. But the contenders for the Cigar of the Year, once again, were Perdomo Craft Series Pilsner Robusto, because there were three that came out. Yes, he had a Maduro, <laughs> he had a SunGrown, and I'll tell you, all three were in the running, and it was an argument of which one yeah, should we you. do it, and we ended you, up going with you
3: the Pilsner. won because you own the company. Yeah, That's so such a dumb. Right, reason. There we go. There you
1: go. Because should have the been best the SunGrown, and um, the Recluse Amadeus Habano. This is their new fuller-bodied Recluse from the. Uh, the regular Amadeus is the regular Amadeus is called Amadeus.
3: Amadeus, and then, and then this is Amadeus Habano. Habano. I, I, I hesitate to throw around fuller bodied. It's medium. It's fuller bodied than the but Amadeus. People that don't like full bodied, you're going to turn them no, off. No, to no, no.
1: You're right. It's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's
3: it's one other other of the contenders for
1: the cigar of the year, so it's obviously a great cigar.
3: As is the Ta- Tatuaje Veracu number no. four. You're skipping over a whole line, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Did I also featuring the Hammer and Sickle trademark Maduro?
1: Yes, which was a cigar of the year as the natural,
3: correct, as the regular treatment. when it was known as the Icon, right. L- and then you also
1: having issues as the Super Bowl a lot of trademark issues box they pressed. trademarked trademark awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh
3: second box pressed in the contenders for the cigar of the year would be the avo synchro yes avo synchro and then rounding out the six contenders would be Camacho American barrel Aged or aBA Robusto, yes. So there is the six contenders for the cigar
1: of the year, all deservingly to be there, but only one. Only one, my friends, will be the cigar of the year. That's what you told me to say is the pronounce the, the
3: the cigar of the year.
1: Because it actually is the first. The first is the cigar of the year. Anything else it's after that copycat. is there. And, you know, we were the only ones, the only ones that had cigar of the year for all these years. And now we still have it, but we're actually last. With ele- Everyone else has announced what the Cigar of the Year is. I always did it the day before the Super Bowl. Just to pick a day that, that it, would, it would be on, the Saturday, and that's when it would be announced. I think we may have to move it only because there's no talk about Cigar of the Year anymore because everybody else has come out with theirs, And I like to be first, not last. Yeah. Mm. If you're not first, you're last.
3: True. True. So should we move it? Yeah. No. Yes. No. You got to be first. No, we were first. We could come out with
1: ours in like July or something, (laughs) way ahead of everybody. Well, then whoever cigar of the year, whoever
3: the cigar of the year is for that time, ends up getting screwed that year. They only get half the year. I like to make the whole year go by, so that if anything happened
1: in December or something, and lots of sales happen for every cigar shop in December, you can include those dates in. But we could do it on January first. Nah. December 31st. Nah. All right. We'll talk about it. But I don't like to be last. We're, we're last. So you're going to change? Are, we, we are decide. the first to do it, and yet we're the last one to make the announcement.
3: It's the best and, I, and I think we're Save out of the loop Save the best
1: here. Here. for last. Save the best for last.
3: Huh? Vanessa ah. Williams, 1992. Yeah? I think so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, Anyway, um, Duran's question of
4: the week last week. What was that, Derek? Uh, Last week, uh, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba. Duran Cigars. So last week we asked, who do you think will win the Super Bowl and in what fashion? Well, Carolina has received the most votes by a 2-1 to one margin. Uh, do, do, that's it. They that's won. it. Yeah, they, they so it won. 2-1 like yep. to one for
1: Carolina. Yep. What do you think of that, Chuck? It's on. They're
5: dead on. It's got to, I'm telling you, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a game, but I think it's going to be a blowout. Denver doesn't have a chance. Final score, 87-2. to two. <laughs> oh, I, don't know about that. <laughs> I wish.
1: I hope. Seriously. I hope. Uh, Gianna's in South Carolina, so we're voting for uh, Carolina only because she goes to school there. But uh, that's my only connection. It's so, a connection. Yeah, yeah. It's the best I got. So
3: I think the Patriots still win it, even though they're not there. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes a whole nother gate. It's like a Donald Trump thing. He does go to
1: debate and he wins the debate, yeah, right? Absolutely. Not there, so no. the Patriots win the Super Bowl. Didn't even play, but they
4: automatically win. I love it. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. So uh, this week we wanted to know how old our listeners are. Yes. Uh, and we had several choices that you could pick from uh, going from 18 to 21, 22 to 30, 31 to 40, 41 to 50, 51 to 60, and 61 and older.
3: That you should change that one to, to Dave or older. Dave or older. <laughs> oh. Okay. Dave Ouch. or so older. That's, that's, that's are a, you 61 yet? No, I'm fifty five. Oh, Same
4: <laughs> I'm thing. Fifty five. Same thing.
1: And I act like a twenty year old.
3: In in Dave's defense, Chuck. So yeah. I, I get I get here early every single week. So the store opens at ten. I tend to roll in around nine oh five. Yeah. Nine oh one I'm driving by to go get my coffee in the morning and who's outside shoveling. But, Dave, nice. that's right. first that's right, the first time he's beat me on a Saturday, and I don't know how long, but now that means next week i got to show up at 8 o'clock because I can't have this.
5: Not only 8 o'clock, but he was
1: shoveling. He you was gotta, shoveling. Be
3: working. He was shoveling. There we go. Got to do what we got to do. We have some special
1: guests here today. I wanted to make sure nobody slips and falls. Yeah. These guys ain't used to walking on no
4: ice, so <laughs> let me take care of that. So
1: that's what I did anyway. So. Good. All right.
4: Wrap that up, Derek. So the question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars. And as always, you can vote on thecigarauthority.com just below the Duran advertisement on the right-hand side of the screen. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars, the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba. And I'm going to
1: do that. No one's done it yet. I'm I'm going on March 1st, and I'm going to bring some Duran Cigars into Cuba. See what they think. Just so I say I did it. Yeah. Maybe right at the airport or something. With my passport, and there I am under the picture or something like that. Yeah. And then they put me in the magazines and stuff. Nice. Yeah? Huh? huh? That's what I'm going to go with. <clears throat> so, question: uh, do we have any... Um, oh, next week. Next week, uh, I'm leaving on Monday morning. First flight out to Washington, D.C. <laughs> to go see the FDA and all the lobbyists and all the God politicians plush. and Dolls. all the crap. And see if I can get down to the December 11th deadline last year of the FDA giving us the deeming regulations, and I want to let them know it's February. I was wondering
4: how long they were going to drag this out for. Oh, my God. It's been way too long. It's
1: not good for business. No. You know, we don't want it to happen, whatever bad's going to happen, but something's going to happen. But there's a lot of people on the sideline. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of activity not happening because we don't know what's going to go on. We need to know what's going on. So we'll find that out. Johnny's here.
3: Johnny's here. Here we go. So um, and also we've had some questions about uh, what's going on in the rumor mill. So we're going to touch on that. Although I'm dead set against it, but yes, you we're going to go.
1: You love it more than anyone. We're going to go. You <laughs> love go. the rumors that are going on. I'm hearing rumors already. It's already happened. It's that time of year, um, and we'll get into some of those things uh, next week when I we think get back.
5: The fear with you guys in these rumors, quote unquote is the element of truth that you're able to dissect from these rumors.
1: These rumors come true. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy. It's rumors, but I say they're rumors because that's what they are. They haven't come true yet, but I just know some of these things that happen in the background. There's movers and shakers. People are getting acquired. Things are happening.
5: You have as good a pulse on this industry as anyone. Yeah, it's
1: it's a little industry, and word travels fast. So it's not me by myself, but we all hear it. I just have the nerve and guts to say it. There it is. I say what I think. And even when I say it's a rumor, it's a rumor. That's it. And uh, but You're mo- a little bit like
3: Donald Trump. You can't be bought. <laughs> yeah. So that's how you're able to get away with it. Whatever. So we're going to take a peek into the mailbag. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. I know what you guys were thinking. Is it ever going to happen? It finally happened. Someone wrote something nice that isn't Rudy from Canada. Michael writes, gentlemen, just a note to say thank you, especially to Mr. Jonathan on his excellent presentation of troubleshooting lighters. Ghost, this t- type of value add will not only keep people coming back to your show or podcast, but generate even more cigar sales for your business. So what is ghost? Remember last week? The thing? Yeah, I know. Can I finish the thing? All right, go ahead. I know Mr. Jonathan gets critical emails nearly every show. Just remember the old saying, denting a gold cup with a thrown rock does not decrease the value of the gold cup and neither does it increase the value of the rock that was thrown. Thanks for all your hard work. Michael from Houston, Texas. P.S. When I sober up, I will probably <laughs> regret all the nice things I wrote regarding <laughs> Mr. J. There we go. So a little drunken email. So what would that gold cup say that again? The uh, Denting a gold cup with a thrown rock does not increase the value of the gold in the cup neither does it increase the value of the rock that was thrown. What does that mean? So you got a gold cup. Yeah. It's valued at $300 in gold. Yeah. You hit it with a rock. Yeah. It's, not, it's still $300 worth of gold. But it's a dented cup. The, still $300 it's worth of gold. Melt, it's, melt it down. Melt it it's down still for scrap metal. Yeah. It's 300 yep. But the rock isn't any more valuable. You didn't decrease the value of the gold, and you didn't increase the value of the rock by throwing the rock. So stop insulting someone, <laughs> yes, yes, throwing stones, ah, insulting someone. All right, doesn't decrease their value or increase your value. All right, how I much should, did you pay this guy? I pay him yeah. anything. didn't yeah. pay him anything. Finally, uh, ghost, remember was uh, gas, hang upside down, oxygen, spark, and timing. So you made sure that you had fuel. You bled it out properly. You've got the right mixture of um, fuel to oxygen by cleaning out those, those jets and the air filters around it. You hang your lighter upside down to do all the bleeding. You make sure that you have spark if you're getting uh, zero lighting and timing. Some lighters are temperamental. You're squeezing that button down a little slower if it's not lighting every single time. Letting the, the gas out and then the spark. Exactly. Again, as opposed to the spark. goes before You need them.
4: to
1: fill the area with butane first. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what's our thoughts of B.G. Meyer thus far? We're not going to get through much of B.G. Meyer because I think, no, we'll smoke the B.G. Meyer right through. And then we'll we'll get to the Cigar of the Year at the top of the
3: hour, but we'll bring our guests on to make the announcement when we come back. I'll tell you, you hit it on the head earlier when you said that it is well-balanced. It is not all that full-bodied. It looks like it's going to be a powerhouse. And these are my favorite kind of cigars to smoke. They've got the most interest palate-wise for me. It looks like it's going to pack a punch, but it, what it packs is flavor, yeah. not strength. This is a really good cigar. If it, it, it's not catching on worldwide
1: or whatever's happening with this. You're missing out on the cigar. Try the cigar because the flavors are
3: unbelievable. barbecue yeah, meaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a good, good cigar. A little I
3: Chinese pod in there. No, no Chinese pod. There's pot. a little, just a little hint of vegetable green vegetable
4: i've been smoking these throughout the year and the other thing i noticed was that they are very consistent yeah uh they're rolled very well the construction's excellent Uh, no problems on burn or anything like that the draw is always a nice soft uh feel Um, flavors and still sometimes when brands have cigars that are they're standard, and they go throughout the years. Things change, but since I've been smoking these, they have had that same flavor profile. Good cigar. Now
1: we're going to have Rob Weiss on the show. We're bringing them up. Awesome. And uh, we'll, have, we'll have a cigar with him.
3: Barbecued Chinese Peapods all day
1: long. <laughs> How about the like beef and broccoli, Chinese food beef and broccoli? Well, well beef and Peapods, right? Put a little barbecue sauce on it, and you got it. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to break. When we come back, we have a special guest. Actually, two of them. We're going to announce the Cigar of the Year. Yes, you've heard it from the rest. Now you're going to hear it from the best, the original, the Cigar of the Year. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network.
6: Perfecting a seed for over 40 years takes skill. Then again, so
3: does growing the perfect beer. Take it from Matt Booth, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the owner of the infamous Room 101 brand. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum
0: flavor impact, consistency, and quality.
4: There
5: was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series, from Hammer & Sickle. Live well.
0: Visit diamondcrown.com.
3: You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the sponsors' deal. The sponsors' deals are just that deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's sponsors' deal, which not only run out every week but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at twoguyscigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. The Sponsors Deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. Mr. and you are
1: listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back, live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast almost six years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. I took a trip to the Dominican last week and awarded this next young man the Cigar of the Year, and he insisted on flying up in the snowstorm, said, I want to be up there. I said, don't. Don't come up here because the weather is bad. Business is bad at this time of year. Don't come up. He insisted. He says, we are coming up here. So welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority, and a big congratulations to Scott Weeks and J.R. Dominguez from Recluse Cigars. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well-deserving. Well-deserving. The Recluse Amadeus Habanos is... The cigar of the year, and well deserving of it, my friend. Thank you uh, for coming up. I'm sorry the weather is so lousy. It's
7: beautiful. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I
1: purposely went down there so you didn't have to do this. I I took the trip down there, saw all my friends and everything while I was down there, also. But the main thing was to give you guys the award, um, and uh, well deserving. uh, Not only was the Amadeus last year a great cigar, but when you came up with the Habano, and and I'm a guy that likes a milder cigar, this one was. Uh, as Jonathan was saying, it's not a full-bodied cigar by any means or anything like that, but it is uh, more flavor to it. Something's going on
7: with it. Uh, great cigar. What what happens to that cigar? Well, um, as you know, we, when we came out with the Amadeus, the original blend, which is the Connecticut blend, the first one we did, uh, it catched on such a big popularity yeah. that we decided to capitalize on the Amadeus. And therefore, that's where the Amadeus Havana Reserva came into play. Now, what we did is we took the Amadeus blend, we tweaked it out a little bit, we increased the amount. As you know, the original Amadeus has all Dominican fillers, Lijero, Viso, and Seco, yep. grown in different regions of the country. Then we gave it a little touch of Pennsylvania broadleaf. And to top it, it, it would be the same blend in the Amadeus Ivana Reserva, just a little bit higher, a little touch, a little higher touch of Pennsylvania broadleaf.
1: And I saw that. Um, I saw <coughs> the... The Pennsylvania Broadleaf, you actually have stripped out the exact amount of, um, that goes in, yes. each one. I've never seen this before in a factory before. They usually leave it up to the roller to decide how much of each component yeah. he's putting in. Mm-hmm. But they have the Pennsylvania separated, yeah. and here's the strip already made for you. Just take this strip and put and play, it in. And put it in.
7: Put it in the middle, Yes, the middle of the bunch. So
3: that's the thickest, that's the thickest leaf
7: of yeah. the blend. Yeah, and usually Pennsylvania Broadleaf is a difficult tobacco because it's, it has low combustion because it's so greasy and so full of water. Yeah, It has very low combustion on it. So what we do is we put it in the middle of the bunch to make sure that all the other tobaccos around it help it burn evenly.
3: And wow. What does is, what is Pennsylvania Broadleaf do for the flavor of the cigar?
7: The Pennsylvania Broadleaf has a very high nicotine level. Right. If you make a cigar based only on it or using high percentages of it, you're going to have a cigar that tastes very harsh. But if you use it in small portions, in according, according to the blend that you're creating, you will get a very flavorful tobacco. Like
3: uh, habanero peppers, hot peppers exactly. as an example. It's way too spicy to eat a habanero, or maybe some of you hotheads can do it. I can't. But you take a habanero pepper, and you dice it up, and you put it in a sauce, and it adds a unique flavor And adds a little bit of that heat. Exactly. So that's what you're doing with the Pennsylvania broadleaf. So that's what you do with the
7: Pennsylvania broadleaf. You use it to spice it up or to give it another level of flavor.
3: And now the fermentation thing that you guys do is a little different than most manufacturers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, as you know, most
7: manufacturers, what they do is they they go through one or two fermentation cycles, which is three to six months. We take the extra step, and we go through eight fermentation cycles, which is two years.
3: Eight, count them, eight fermentation (laughs) cycles over the course of two full years. It's a very lengthy. To guarantee you
7: balanced flavor. (laughs) <laughs> it is true. It is true what fermentation does. It takes all the ammonia out of the tobacco. The ammonia is what causes the harshness. Yeah. Now when you take 3 to 6 months, you take most of the ammonia out, but if you keep fermenting it, you will take more and more out until you have a flavorful tobacco that has no harshness to it, and that's that's a
3: secret. And that's what you have. That's yeah. what we so have. So you got
1: a cigar with a little bit of balls to it, but yes. no harshness at all. No harshness. It's got all. all the flavor, no harshness. It is unbelievable. And, and back to that little strip of uh, Pennsylvania that's there. H- have you ever seen that done, that they actually cut the pieces out so that it's yes. correct? Really? Yes. I've P- never P- seen it.
7: Pennsylvania is a very long leaf. Pennsylvania broadleaf. Yeah. Hence the name, broadleaf. Yeah. It's a very long leaf. Usually in its green state, it can measure anywhere from four to five feet. In Whoa, its green state. Yes. Big. So it's a very uh, big leaf. When you dry it out, it can shrink back to maybe two and a half, three feet. Wow. So you take the whole leaf, you vein it like any other tobacco, yeah. and then you take the strips, all right, and you break it down basically. You yeah, yeah, break yeah. It down When you're using it for filler. If you're using it for uh, a binder or a wrapper, then it's a whole different yeah, story, yeah, a whole yeah. different process. But, but when it's for filler, you just break it down. You break yeah. it down to the size that you want, the size of the other cigar that you're making.
1: And just put the little pe- pe- bit of this hot pepper right in the center of the exactly. thing, and here we have to it. to give it the flavor. And every cigar is absolutely the exact same. I've smoked enough yeah. of these over the, over the past six months that they, they've been out to know every single one of them I get. And we were talking about this a little early to Scott. Depending on the size that you smoke, mm-hmm. because they are a little different when you go into sizes. Yes, so you, it was
3: blended to blend to the Toro
1: size. To so the
7: Toro size, yes.
3: Which is two ring gauge thinner than the Robusto size. Yeah,
7: 264ths of an ring gauge thinner than the uh, Robusto, which is a 52. <laughs>
3: For such a young guy, you're a scientist when it comes to tobacco. The, the amount of information that you know—he knows it all, man—unbelievable. I spent you, two days
1: you. down there with them. It's amazing the things that they that they do, and it's amazing the things that they're doing, <laughs> doing it for the future. Thank you so much. Uh, because you know, for for you to do, um, you know, go through a fermenting stage for two years. The stuff that I was looking at there is for 2018. Awesome. You know, it's hard to look at something, and, you know, here it is in the factory. You think it's working tobacco. Oh, no, this is for
3: 2018, sometime in 2018. Yeah. Now, when you are working a blend and you're, you're fermenting tobacco and you get it to be the right um, taste, the right fermentation yeah. process, right? Can you freeze that tobacco at that fermentation stage by doing something, putting it in a room that's at a certain humidity, or will that tobacco continue to ferment no matter what?
7: No, if you freeze it up, you'll stop the fermentation process and you'll also hurt the uh, quality standards of the tobacco.
3: I don't mean freeze as in put it in a freezer. I mean freeze it as in, you know, when you freeze the process of freeze the process. So you take a cigar that's smoking perfect. And you store it at 60%. If the tobacco percent. is in
7: the right, if if the tobacco is in the right state, is a uh, right uh, um, fermentation. No, no. Um, uh, what do you call this? Surroundings like temperature, yeah. or humidity. It will always ferment. Even when the cigar is made, the tobacco keeps fermenting. That's why when you walk into the uh, cigar rooms, yeah, yeah. You know, the humidor rooms, they all have that strong ammonia smell. Yeah, yeah. All right. The wood in the tray in the um, in the rooms. Make absorbs a lot of that ammonia, but it also a lot of it gets released into the air. That's why you have that strong smell. Even when the cigar is made, even when you put it in the cellophane when, you, when it's boxed, the cigars keep fermenting. But because of the um, characteristics of the surrounding, it changes the amount of ammonia releases. Usually when you have them on the beds and you have a 70% relative humidity... Around it, Which is usually the, uh, the case in Santiago, so we don't need to use any special equipment to re- regulate the humidity. Yeah. And then you have a higher temperature, a high temperature. Uh, in Fahrenheit, it would be around the 80s, 90s, right? The tobacco accelerates its process. It releases a lot of ammonia. Now, when you take it into temperature-controlled rooms where the temperature is a little bit less than what you have outside in the warehouses where the tobacco is being laid down in the beds... All right the process slows down but it still releases ammonia it always releases ammonia that's why they say when aging the cigars it sometimes it tastes better it's because the tobacco keeps releasing that that ammonia out of it and taking all the harshness out of so it. So
3: there's only so much ammonia that could possibly <coughs> fit in a leaf. You yes, must that, get to a certain point where there's nothing left.
7: That's when the tobacco gets stale. That's what different types of tobacco needs to have different types of fermentation. You could have tobaccos that you ferment for six years and they'll taste good, but you have other types that have maybe not, don't have a lot of uh, grease into it or a <coughs> lot of nicotine. And if you ferment them for six years, then they'll taste like nothing. So you got to know... Depending on what kind of tobacco it is that you're fermented, what time you have to give it between each fermentation. And is
3: there a learning curve in your case? Yes. You get a new tobacco and now you've got to play with this?
7: Well, you have a medium, right? You have, you know, if it's a Sumatra seed or a Connecticut seed or a Cuban seed or any kind of different seeds, you've got an idea. Okay. But every, remember, every crop is different. Every crop comes with different circumstances, and you've got to adapt to that. So you got to regular be rechecking regularly, be tasting regularly to make sure they're at the right stage, but you don't let them go past that.
3: Derek, do you have a question?
4: Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, you can't let it go past the prime. Uh, yes. I, I've been into fermentation rooms, and the odor that comes from that fermenting tobacco is unforgettable. Uh, it's, it's a very potent smell. Yes. It's, it, it will make you cough. Um, and I've had cigars that do have a little bit of that left over, but definitely not the, not the Amadeus. It no. yeah, is yeah. a very, very good cigar. Uh, two years, right? Two years. At least. Yeah, at least. Uh, the company is Iconic
1: Leaf. Your partner, uh, you have a partnership in the factory with Scott Weeks. So, how did this uh, come about?
7: Well, uh, it was a happy accident, that's what I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, about five years ago, uh, we met Scott's uh, nephew by an accident, a friend of ours. Um, And, you know, we got to talking to him, me and my dad, uh, at that point. We were talking to his nephew and uh, showing him everything. It wasn't a business trip or anything. He was actually on vacation. He went to visit a friend of his, which he worked with. And uh, his friend ended up introducing him, which is our friend, too. It's uh, Abraham Flores from PDR Cigars. So he ended up introducing us to him. All right. And then from there, we went, uh, you know, we formed a friendship and... uh, it just went from there. So he went back to uh, Scott and told him everything. You know, he met us and all that. And Scott said, hey, I lo- I'd like to meet these people. So he flew down to Santiago to meet with us, and that's where it all happened.
1: Scott was a, uh, a broker out there in the um, Chicago area?
7: No, no, in the uh, southeast. Southeast. Uh, I don't remember all the states because there were so many. But yeah, yeah. within them, there were Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, um uh, and like three more yeah. i don't remember all the states that he used to cover as For rep.
1: many many years and then uh, this is his first go around to say okay i'm going to partner in with a with a yeah. factory and make uh, my own cigars exactly. and yeah So, uh, yeah, certainly Uh, a different world for him.
7: The way he tells it is, after 20 years of walking around and making other people's brand grow, I wanted to make my own. That's his words.
1: There we go. (laughs) There we go. Absolutely. So I see you in the factory, and I see you in all aspects of it, in the office, calculating all the tobacco things and all that stuff, and working inside the, the, the factory itself where the production is happening, on the packaging end of it, every aspect. So I see everything that you do, and you're a partner.
7: Yes, what does your partner do? Well, Scott handles everything that has to do with marketing, distribution, and sales
1: within now, the in, United States. Within the United States, okay. Side.
7: I handle everything that has to do with shipping logistics from Santiago to his to the warehouse here in the in the United States, and everything involving manufacturing. That's my job.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how about when it comes to you? You guys said okay, we're going to make the we did the Recluse Amadeus. Now. Uh, I want to do the Habanos. Does he come to you and say, I want to do a Habanos, or you say, here's the next step, he's out of it? Well, we usually
7: uh, stand down, uh, sit down, sorry, and um, talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we saw the, the re- the, the, how people reacted, liked, yeah. reacted to the yes. um, Amadeus, the original Amadeus, and how it was becoming so, so, so quickly popular.
2: You're amongst, number one? Of yeah,
7: all- it became number one the first year. Wow. It's our third release, and it became number one the first year it was released. There we go. So it it just uh, kept growing and growing. We said we got to capitalize on this. This is going really good. Let's um, let's figure it out. I think we should keep the uh, Amadeus as the main marquee and capitalize on that and just expand on that. And that's exactly what we did with the Amadeus around the Reserva.
1: Okay. So I would imagine the next step would be maybe a Maduro version of the recluse. It
7: might be. We haven't yeah. sat down and had the talk yet.
1: Yeah. Or do you come up with, you know, a different Recluse altogether, or do you come up with a different brand that's not even Recluse? That's going to be
7: the talk we're going to have okay. in about three
1: weeks when all he right. goes down
7: to Santiago. Okay. We usually have that talk about around September. Uh, sorry, uh, February of every year okay. because he takes that opportunity to go and visit uh, there for Pro Cigar. Oh, all right. So usually around that time we sit down. And uh, we decide what
3: this year's new thing is going to be. Okay,
1: but you'll do something
7: new. Yes,
3: yeah. definitely. Okay. Every so year we're going to show. do something new. Okay. What is your obsession with box pressing cigars?
7: Well, as you know, box pressing is known not only to make the cigar look pretty and square. Right? So box it doesn't press actually, Yeah, <laughs> box press actually has a functionality that impacts the flavor. What, what do you need? You were talking before. You need uh, combustion. Yeah. Yeah, you need uh, a power source yeah. and you need um, air. Correct. Right, for, the, for, for fire, for the cigar to burn. Right. All right. So what you do is you're com- when you box press a cigar, you're compressing the airspace. You're forcing the cigar to burn slower. Therefore, it's cooler. So you can actually smor- smoke more of the cigar. Usually when you, get- when you have a round cigar and you get to a quarter of it, right, to the last quarter of yep. it, it starts burning your lips. Right. Box press cigars, take that away. All right? ah. You can usually smoke it further down, and you're the cigar more. And on top of it, it makes the – depending on the temperature that you burn the tobacco, you, you change its chemical composition. If you, bear, if you make it burn at a lower temperature, you're going to have a much smoother flavor.
3: Very interesting.
7: One one draw one uh, bad thing about box presses is usually you you are uh, committing the draw, and that's why we decided that every single cigar that we're going to do, we're going to do it in the old Cuban fashion way of rolling and tubao or tubing.
3: So you've got how many how many bundles inside of, uh, of the the tubes that you make?
7: It depends on how many leaves you're using. Okay. All right. It if,
3: depends on the thickness of the cigar.
7: Yes, because a toro, the usually the medium is this. Like you've heard before, the toro is the factory size. It's the size that every blend is measured in, and every factory. And usually every blend is made uh, uh, going from the toro blend. Yeah. All right? A uh, toro cigar, a 6x50, which is the, the, the medium size, yep. right? the, 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 so the standard size. You blend to that size. You blend to that size, <laughs> and then you expand from there. It takes five leaves. It doesn't matter what kind of blend. You can use... One type of tobacco, you can use five different types of tobacco. It takes five leaves to do it. To make a 50 ring gauge. A, 50 feet of, a six by 50 ring gauge. Okay. All right. Why would the six inch matter? Well, sometimes you have short tobaccos. Okay. So if you have short tobaccos, you've got to use more than one leaf. Okay. All right. So uh, you take the toro size, you have five different leaves. All right. In this case, the toro size would have five different just in channels. The, just in the bunch. Just in the bunch. Not counting the binder. No, not, not counting the about. Okay. We're just talking about the bunch. Okay. All right. So you have five different leaves. You roll those into a little tube for the entubal rolling. In the Toro size, you would have five different channels all bunched up together.
1: Okay. And then you put a binder leaf around that. Yeah. And then you put a wrapper on that. So yeah. seven leaves. Seven leaves. Uh, in. We know that there's a Pennsylvania in the center of it, yes. so that leaves four other leaves. Are they all the same?
7: No. No. That's we have three different t- other types of tobacco, all Dominican fillers, from the, grown in three different regions and three different parts of the leaf. Okay. Well, let me
3: guess. You're not going to tell us what those are.
7: Yeah, it's Dominican Ligero, <laughs> viso, and Seco. One is grown in La Canela. The other one is grown in Villa Gonzalez, and the other one is grown in Tamboril.
3: Yeah, good luck trying
1: to put it together, though. You know, it's like,
7: it's like a great chef. I can tell you,
1: here's my ingredients of it, and I'll try to make what I'm making. And it, it, exactly. It, it, it,
7: well, you can have all the ingredients, but if you don't know in what proportion to use them, then you don't have anything. I mean, you can mix and match and try yeah. to get it, but still, it's a length- lengthy process. So here's the bunch again. There's five leaves
1: in it. One's Pennsylvania. The, you've got a Viso Seco and... Uh, Yes, and uh, Lijero. Ligero, There's three, so yeah. one of them has two. Yes. Okay, so
3: one of them. Ah. Which Which one is that? And there you go.
7: Want to take a guess?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's not Ligero, because then you'd have a very very slow yeah, burning and, center.
7: And mixed in the too much Lijero mixed in with the Pennsylvania would cause the same as putting too much Pennsylvania broadleaf into right. it. So it's the Besel. Why the biso? Because the biso has the be- has a little bit of both the seco and the ligero,
3: and it's the most aroma.
7: Exactly. So you have so it has flavor. Yep, and it has combustion. Remember, ligero is used for flavor, seco is used for combustion, and the biso is a mixture between both of them. Depending on the type of tobacco, it could, the biso could be more similar to the ligero, it could be more similar to the seco, or it could be completely different from both of them.
3: No kidding. Yes, sir. Scientist. 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 You're a scientist. (laughs) So you got the regular Amadeus is mild. You got Amadeus Habano, the Reserva, which is medium. Yes. So what about San Andreas, just because it rhymes? Amadeus San Andreas.
7: Well, we're already using a San Andreas Maduro binder. On the Amadeus Havana Reserva, ah,
3: that's the binder. That's of it.
7: the binder of it. Just flip the binder and the wrapper, and you yeah. got yourself Could you uh, do a, a whole different thing, right? <laughs> would you? Would
1: you? If you flipped the wrapper and the binder, is it a different cigar? Well, it would be a Ma-
7: it would be a Maduro. In yeah. this case, it wouldn't have an Ecuadorian Havana taste. But if it's the same leaves, then you're not changing anything.
1: It will taste it, the same.
7: It will taste a little different because remember the what. The only part of the cigar that has direct contact with your mouth is the wrapper.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
7: when you put the wrapper in your mouth, your lips are, and your gums, you're absorbing nicotine through your lips and your gums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? And the tobaccos will taste a little bit different. So in your mouth, it would have a little bit of a different flavor. But overall, it wouldn't change anything.
1: Well, yeah, it's not going to be a, no, any no. dramatic thing of anything. No. But I bet people do it. Yeah, <laughs> people do it. <laughs> I say that because I
3: know people do it.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you find a little bit of everything in every yeah. industry, right? Especially in this one. Well, this, you, you could
3: ramp you could ramp the primings up like you did from um, the Armadeus to yes. the Habano. You yes. could ramp those primings up one step. Not up.
7: necessarily because you're using the same ingredient. It means you can't change the proportions. And would you use those ingredients? Uh, all right. Okay, so like I said before, the Amadeus a Reserva and the original Amadeus, which is of Connecticut, both blends have the same tobaccos in them, but we changed the amount of each one that we use in them. So they are, in terms, completely different blends. Gotcha. Only because you're using the same types of tobacco doesn't mean that it has to be in the same proportion. That only applies in the filler, though, because you can't change proportion that you use on the binder or the wrapper. Yes. Okay? Yeah. That only changed in the filler. Good. But.
4: Jump in, Derek. Derek? I, get
7: a, I get a question. Yes, sir.
4: How long did it take you to nail down the
7: blend of this cigar? To be honest with you, we got it on the third try. For really? This
4: one. Yes, sir. Oh, that's
7: pretty good. We got it on the third try. The Amadeus, we got it on the first try. The regular Amadeus. The regular Excellent. Amadeus. We just. Uh, we, we had an idea. We brainstormed some things. We tried. Um, we tried the first test blend to see where it goes, and we just said, this is it. We don't, have, we don't need to play with it anymore. Do you, it, this is what we're looking for. You and, you it becomes, it? and it becomes,
3: first time out, and it becomes
7: your number one sell cigar.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Do you so find it go. easier
3: to blend for mild cigars or easier to blend for stronger cigars?
7: It's easier to blend for mild cigars because blending for stronger cigars is a little tricky. First of all, you can't make it too strong because if you use a lot of strong tobacco, then you're going to have a problem with harsh flavor. Right. right, which is the harshness. You usually feel it on the begin. You see where, under throat. Yeah, it's yeah, Usually, at least in my case, when I when I know I know a cigar is harsh when I start getting a little drag on the back of my throat. Yeah, yeah. that's that right? burning ammonia. Exactly. So, if you blend for a strong cigar, you got to be very careful not to have that because you got to use a lot of strong tobaccos, a lot of ligero tobaccos, mm. and sometimes ligero. Even though it's fermented, well, it might have a little green flavor, what we call green flavor. Yeah, raw. Which just tastes raw. Yeah. Exactly. So usually blending for a milder cigar, it's easier, than, in my opinion, than uh, blending for a stronger cigar. But for a strong cigar that is good, because you right. can make a strong cigar that doesn't taste good.
1: So, uh, J.I., how, how old are you? Uh, 26. 26 really? years old. So this yes, is the sir. crazy part of it. Oh, I'm 25. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you've been doing this basically your whole life, not your whole adult life, your whole life. Yes. You've been in the factory since a little kid. Yes. Uh, since I was eight. Eight years old. Eight
7: years old. Yeah. That that was my first, uh, my first job. That was my allowance money.
1: There we go. Yeah. So, um, you know, what, what do you envision, I mean, in the future to... Um, um, iconic company or something. It'll have many, many brands and. Uh...
7: Well, we plan to keep on expanding on the Recluse brand. Um, it's been going very well, and uh, eventually we will. We're thinking about doing a factory blend, a brand, as well, uh, and okay. capitalizing on the Tabacalera Leyendas Cubanas uh, name. Yeah, well, good. That's um, that's uh, our our most current plan. In the next maybe five to six years. I say this because when I went to the factory, I see buildings being built
1: within yeah. your compound yeah. of what you are. More buildings. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously something's going on. Yeah.
7: Well, right now we're short on space. We, we're, we're, we're expanding because, out of need, not out of uh, projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually you'll get to a point where we're going to have to expand a little bit more. So that building that you saw, that new building. Yes. Uh, they'll be finished in about six or eight months. Yeah. And then we're going to have another two buildings built on the back.
1: Wow, because there is a lot of land there for you to do it. Yeah, that, that that's a um, tax-free zone, right? That's
7: yes, a, it's an industrial park now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: but it's all you. It's, yes, it, there's, there's no other cigar companies there. Right <laughs> no. that's it. So you know, when I'm saying this because I've seen. You know, you go to a certain area where, let's say, Fuente is and stuff, and there's a whole bunch of different yes. manufacturers that are in this industrial yes. park. Uh, you go to Ho Chi's place. There's a whole bunch of different yep. industrial places. You go to yours. There's just you guys. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's an awful lot of land and an awful lot of space uh, that's yep. going. And I see these buildings being bought up. And I'm and I'm saying, these guys are going to go, they're shooting for
7: the moon here, I guess. <laughs> well, we have a lot of land, but right now we're running short on land. We're planning on buying uh, the one next to us. And uh, we're also starting to uh, take advantage of going up. Yes, yeah. Going up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our first warehouse is the first three ones. When you go in, you see they're, they're kind of short. So yeah. we can't take advantage of that. We can't build, like, a mezzanini, yeah, yeah. which would be a fake second floor, to take advantage of the airspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we're doing with the new warehouses is we're making them high enough to have those mezzaninis built in. And after we're done with those, we're going to repair the ones in the front
1: to and be able to do that as
7: well. Yeah. Wow. So, so
3: I got a mailbag that I think you can help us with, JR. Yes, sir. All right. This message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Marco writes, Hello, gentlemen. I watch every show, appreciate what you do, and I learn valuable information on a regular basis. So I turn to you for advice about cigars with excessively open draws. You know the ones that you could drink a thick milkshake through. Is there anything that can be done to mitigate the problem, or should you just chuck it? With apologies to Chuck. So a cigar, <laughs> a cigar that has a draw that is drawing too good. Too open. It's too open. Is there a fix for that?
7: Well, after the cigar is made, there's not much that you can do but try to tighten it up a little bit. Usually, if you go on the head, all right, if you go on the head and you squeeze it,
8: the like if it was in a straw, your mouth? Yeah. yeah,
7: like if it was a straw, you squeeze it with your hand, that'll tighten the draw a little bit. And you can go down to the middle of the body and try to squeeze it a little bit. That'll tighten almost the draw kind a little of box
1: bit. press it. Exactly, mm-hmm. like like almost kind box of box press
7: it. Yeah, that'll that'll help a lot, especially on um, on your end where you're feeling the drag and you don't want it to be so open. So you can just smash the head a little bit you know, yeah. without breaking the cigar. Sure. I'm not telling you to go and flatten it out. Just give it a little, give it a little squeeze so you tighten the head a little bit.
1: C- could this be a factory that's underfilling them to save on tobacco? Or could this
7: be misrolled by the roller itself that under- didn't put Both things could happen. Yeah. But if the, tab- if the cigar is underfilled, you're going to have soft spots. So uh, it could just be that the uh, tobacco itself uh, expanded. It opened up. It, it, there's a thousand different reasons it could happen. No, the other
3: thing you could always do is just don't draw so hard on that cigar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sometimes mean, that's I, the, it's going to burn soft. Appa- it's apparently,
7: be according to the guy, it's not something that it's uh, you know it's it's not something that you can help. Yeah. Well, I've I had a, cigars like that where they're too open. You don't feel like you're dragging yeah, anything.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's terrible. So anyway, uh, J. R. Dominguez, iconic leaf, and and the recluse Habanos. Um, Amadeus Habanos, the cigar of the year. Congratulations to Thank you! Thank you so much, my friend. We're going to bring your uh, your partner of crime, uh, Scott, on in the next hour. And uh, talk to him and see what he's going to say about you. And, and see if we can get some more information from him. Anyway, congratulations Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to uh, take a short break, and we're going to be back. We are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're
3: listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking last year's Cigar of the Year, which is the B.G. Meyer Standard Issue, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth.
5: I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the U.S.A. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co.
2: Savor this moment. The Sparks of Conversation the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of hand-crafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco, richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors, a duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at AVO.com. Founded in
0: 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours?
5: In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Raphael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room small batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Raphael's three most important passions in life music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Rafael blended this masterpiece. As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Rafael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Raphael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing
0: on his feet here at Augusta is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho ho. Slow down there, Speed Racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down coffee the closes home. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry stunned. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. I went to magic
5: camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <sighs> it's
0: time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, Loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority.
8: Yeah!
1: And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. A big congratulations to Recluse Amadeus Habanos, J.R. Dominguez, and our next guest, He is the boots on the ground, the man on the street, the icon of iconic leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority,
3: and welcome back, Scott Weeks. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only show in the U.S., and yes, the world, that is almost always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean, where you can set it and forget it on all three. Welcome, 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 Squat Weeks. Congratulations, the cigar of the year.
6: Thank you. What a great honor it is, you know. We're just, this is out of any recognition that we've received so far, this has been the most important to us. Because... Well, I
1: hope it's the beginning of many.
6: Let me get, some, get a little I, something on your nose there. <laughs> <laughs> little, uh. Hey, I know how to grease the wheel, man. Come on.
1: Now, hopefully uh, it, it's the beginning of getting recognition. I know the small companies, you guys, only a few years in the business, uh d- don't get a lot of attention, and, and, and as you look through the big magazines, it's the big money uh, that's out there that gets the attention on it, and, um, you know, sometimes there's a great little microbrew beer that's fantastic, there's a great little winery that's fantastic, and in this case, there's a great little cigar company that makes a fantastic cigar that maybe is being overlooked by many, uh, and hopefully uh, this gets attention. That's the idea of it. It certainly got my attention. I was a big fan of the Amadeus and uh, really right up my my wheelhouse and here comes the what appeared to me uh, the more fuller bodied um, or more flavorful cigar that came in and I actually most people would think I would like the regular Amadeus which I like but I actually like this even better it has more flavor to it it's, it's more uh, of the same but more, um, more flavors to it it's a great great cigar
6: well you know Dave I'm 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 happy with the uh with that designation of being a small company. I like I like doing things slow and methodical and building a concrete foundation underneath the brand so that we don't get too far ahead of ourselves and uh you know end up uh creating a you know speed bumps for our brand. Yeah, you know, we, yeah, yeah. But this uh this honor that uh that we've received is is important to us for a couple of different reasons. I mean, I believe you've been picking uh Cigar of the Year since uh, what nineteen ninety two? Yeah, 1992. that's. Just, I mean, uh, I can think of one very popular magazine that you've been doing it just as long as they have. Yeah,
1: but know? they weren't doing a Cigar of the Year, but uh, uh, they were. They did a lot uh, for the industry, actually putting attention onto it. And when that magazine came out, uh, which I believe was maybe September uh, of ninety two. At the end of the year, I said, you know what, It's uh, uh, people are paying attention to cigars, uh, maybe I'll create a Cigar of the Year, and I did, and did it every year since, and now there's lots of people that did Cigar of the Year, um, but uh, we certainly did it first, but uh, I don't know about best, but I think uh, when, I, when I see what we end up picking for the Cigar of the Year, I noticed that publications, which are kind of slow on the uptake, they're not... Uh, you know, you're the boots on the ground type of guy. I'm in the retail end of it, uh, selling directly to the consumer and seeing where the action's happening. I think I got a, a jump start on them, and I think they're going to see this maybe next year as a new brand.
6: Well, I think that your criteria is uh, is the tightest in the industry. I mean, I read about the criteria when I, knew, when I found out that we were in the running. Uh, You know, I mean, it's several different levels. One is that uh, it's based on overall sales. The other is based on votes. And then the other is based on a tasting, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, I mean, it's like the... The trifecta, you got to get it from all different angles, and so we're real proud of that. Yeah, the, the,
1: the, the real strong thing that most people can't do, including the magazines can't do, is the vote that they don't actually see that happens, and that's the vote with somebody's wallet. If you had to pay to vote for President of the United States, it would probably go very, very different if it actually cost you to make that uh, that choice. People don't know that they, when they come into our store that they're actually making a vote. They're casting a ballot because we're watching somebody that came in, and we may have forced the single cigar purchase to happen. You should really try the cigar. It's good. Or well, here's the pack of the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. When you see somebody come in and maybe say, well, I picked brand X for the Cigar of the Year, uh, and then they come and buy a box of yours. Yeah their their choice is much less than the value of what they just did. They actually put their dollars on the line and actually bought it. And that's what we saw that happened to this, among all others that were on there. And everything was deserving to be on there. They, everything's a great cigar. You know, every, every cigar is great that comes out yeah. nowadays.
6: And speaking, speaking of the ballots, and, you know, we are in a caucus time right now. And, yeah. you know, I feel kind of like Donald Trump. We went up against the establishment candidates. Yes, yeah, yes. You know, and uh, – and we came out on top, and you know, while those, I mean, the, the other Big candidates names, that were right? in there, yeah, they were, they were establishment brands, and you so said we came out of nowhere, and we're very, very proud of that. I really feel I'd like to announce my candidacy for president <laughs> well, of the yeah. United States at this point. Well, you know, so.
1: you're on a roll right now, anyway. Vote so, recluse. So it's time to light one up, anyway. So uh, grab one of those cigars, pass it down, give. Uh, uh, these guys, uh, Chuck and Derek, uh, a cigar, and let's give it a cut and light and see what uh, this is all about. For the for me, the hundredth time. I mean, I f- smoke this cigar very often, but it's uh, time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all the other cigar brands were jumping the ship, where all the other cigar brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And you beat out a Perdomo Cigar, let me tell you.
6: Well, you know what? I almost hated to do that because what a great family. Oh, yes. What a great family they are, and what a great product. And, you know, for uh, Nick to to step out there like that and reduce his prices when everybody else was going north, he went south. I mean, that says a lot for his – for his thoughts about the end consumer and, yeah, and taking do, care he's of He's doing so. a
1: huge job out there. He has so many different things. The argument there is he came up with, with uh, three of those beer line cigars. Right. And, uh, Everybody's
3: got a favorite. Yeah, yeah. Tough so it's pick. different.
1: So when it ended up drawing into that individual single uh, product, it, it became uh, recluse beat it out. So that's the way it, way it was. Uh, speaking of beating it out, check out this lighter. This is Listen, a, a you lighter? want to talk
3: about zigging when other people are zagging. Yeah. The folks at Lotus are doing it right. You guys that have uh, a hard time keeping track of your cutter, folks at Lotus with the Duke at sixty nine ninety nine, they built in a single-blade guillotine cutter. Listen, it's not the greatest cutter on the market, but it's the cutter that's attached to your lighter that you can't lose. It's got a sharp blade. It's going to get the job done. you got three jets on the top. Other companies with a similar-shaped triple-jet lighter, the lighter itself, no cutter— would be about hundred bucks. This is sixty nine ninety nine for this triple jet beauty, the Lotus Duke. Here we go. So uh, before
1: you light it, let's taste a little taste of this before uh, before we light it. Did you get any, any weird taste?
3: Yeah, it tastes half lit.
1: Yeah, I didn't
6: put it in my mouth first. You did. As long as he doesn't use the word barbecue. Yeah, you object. Okay. You object to the word Barbecue. Barbecue-y.
3: Because
1: I,
6: I don't know what you, that means. At the
3: time, know? I figured you get a little bit of a southern accent going on, so maybe you were familiar with barbecuing and you'd consider it a compliment. But we talk about it every time you're up. What's, what, your, what's your obsession with not liking barbecued things?
6: Well, that's I love barbecue. It, but but bar, barbecue has about a thousand different meanings to a thousand different people, depending on the way you cook it, what you put on it, you know. But they all think it's good. Well, you know what? Here's my thing. If you think it's good, then I think that you should use it as often oh. as possible. All right. I'm getting a barbecue flavor <laughs> from this cigar right now. <laughs> a little you know sun- barbecue southern has- barbecue.
1: Yeah, you know how barbecue has a little sugar to it?
4: Mm, a little brown sugar, yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah. Mm. that make a bulldog snap his chain right there. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So we had... Um,
1: we do a thing called the care package where we send out um, cigars to 501 people uh, that joined into our care package. This is one of the cigars they got. They didn't realize it was going to be the cigar of the year. We knew it was. We sent it out. So all the people that are listening in, 501 of you hopefully lighting the cigar at the same time we are and enjoying it and uh, get into uh, the taste profiles as we get into it. I don't know about barbecue or anything, but um, one of the questions Jonathan asked earlier in the show, somebody was talking about a cigar that draws really, really good yeah. because it was underfilled. It drew actually too good.
3: Or maybe the cigar should have been box-pressed.
1: Well, here is a very, very firm cigar. I mean, this thing is feels like it's hot as a rock, but yet the drawer is so, so easy. This has
6: to do with the rolling method of the cigar, right? Yes, it does. Um, there's two different ways to roll cigars ninety five percent of the worldwide factories they uh, roll with a method called bunching and that 's taking the filler leaf and you fold it back and forth like a roadmap i 'm sure some of you might remember what road maps are I sure I mean, do. we don 't see them too often yeah. anymore, but um, so they do that they fold it back and forth and then they put the binder leaf on it and then put it in the press. What we do with every cigar that we make is we do the old Cuban tradition of true intubao, or some of you may have heard the term intubar. Both of them mean the same thing. It's basically taking each leaf of the filler and rolling them individually. into a straw, essentially. Yeah, a yeah straw, tube, yeah, because intubao actually means tube. So you roll each individual filler by hand, and you take the separate rolls together, and then you put the binder leaf on it. What that does is that creates guaranteed airflow in the cigars. And so it creates an effortless draw, and you know we make cigars that are box pressed and the reason why we do that is because it goes hand in hand with the way that we roll. Uh, a lot of people don 't know why cigars are box pressed, and uh, basically you need three things for combustion: you need fuel, air, and heat. so when you box press a cigar you 're compressing the air space in the blend that forces the cigar to burn slower and burn cooler. Now, if you do that in conjunction with the bunch filler that i that I explained. Uh, The draw is still really good, but it never lives up to its full potential. Where the magic happens is when you do that in conjunction with the true and Then you get a cigar that burns slower, burns cooler, and has an effortless draw.
1: Now, if I blow on the end of the cigar that's lit and I'm smoking it, I blow on the end, I can see the five circles that are in there, the five straws that are there. So you people that have the same exact cigar and you do it, you'll see, and we know that we have five different leaves that are in here. Those are the five, plus the binder, plus the wrapper, seven different things that have happened.
3: Now, flavor-wise, I hope you're not offended by this, but I'm going to go with it anyways <laughs> yeah. because I'm just going to take a chance. Okay. This is a, a spicy chai tea. you got a little bit of creaminess. you got a little bit of the sweetness. Chai tea typically is sweetened with honey, so you got a little, a little hint of the honey, a little bit of the cinnamon. It's got a little bite to it. It's fantastic.
6: So, so he nailed it, didn't he? Wow. Did he Absolutely, nail it? I'm totally getting that. <laughs> <laughs> totally, getting that, man. I'm also getting a little bit of huckleberry. Uh, you and some, your huckleberry. Some, some some rhubarb. I'll be your huckleberry. A little bit of rhubarb. You know, it's. Uh, Are you someone that tastes
3: cigars and you don't taste food flavors at all? It's just tobacco. You like it or you don't like it?
6: Basically, what I yes, uh, I, uh, I, I look for some nuances. Uh, you know, a little bit of coffee, uh, maybe some uh, some cracked pepper. Uh, But what I generally blend for is to where I can get several different flavors to be on the 50-yard line together and create a cigar that has flavor but doesn't have the baggage that goes along with it. We want everybody, we don't want people when they get off of work to come in and light up one of our cigars and go back to work while they're smoking it. That's not what cigars are about. What we want people to do when they get off of work and they come and light up one of our cigars, we want them to go on a mini vacation. Yeah. So we call our cigars mini vacations.
4: It is. That could yeah. be your next Vitola. I'm having
6: a, a mini, mini vacation.
3: vacation right now.
4: It is. A, it, fantastic.
6: Look at, yeah, look at the smoke production. Look at it.
1: The. Yeah, there the drawer is easy and the plenty of smoke ends up coming out. So I was in the factory. I went down there to present the Cigar of the Year Award. I'm sorry that you weren't there, but they didn't know I was coming, so uh, they they got word to you anyway. Uh, But I was watching the production that was going on there, not only the production of the cigars that they were working on, the the endless amount of tobacco that's stored there, because you're waiting two years before you use it to the tobacco. They're, they're fermenting tobacco, and this is the tobacco that's being used two years from now, along with buildings that are be, being built. Uh, this, this thing, you know, is, it looks like it's going in a,
6: in a big direction. Well, first of all, I'd like to know, where's my trophy? because I, I cause dropped it off at the factory. The, I know you did, and Jr. sent me a picture of it. And, um, you I, know, I said, Jr. I said, J. R.", I, said I, want, I want a trophy. He said, no, you can't have it. It's mine. And I said, well, I'll come get it when I get to the factory. He said, well, it'll be hidden very well by that well, time. Well, in so.
3: fairness, I believe uh, at the anniversary party, you got the guitar. I got the guitar. So he gets yeah. the trophy is how,
6: how I understood it. But
1: the,
3: I thought the tro- the reason why I went down there is I thought the trophy belonged in the
6: factory. Where the cigar comes from, I know, but I'm a selfish. It, w- it would have been easier. For <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm he a wants it on his It would have been
1: easier for me to drive to Virginia or fly to Virginia. <laughs> believe me.
6: Yeah, I just di- I just want to pray over it, you know, on a yeah. regular basis, you know. So the uh, and but, it's
1: made of glass. It's not like it's something you can uh, walk around with and bang around. So it's right. gonna. It's heavy. Too. It's heavy. Doesn't heavy. weight.
6: I'll, I'll take it and have a wax mold of it and then have somebody do a uh, a, a, a casting of it, and then I'll have one for my office. But uh, back to your original uh, statement about the fermentation. Yeah. Uh, the um, You know, every leaf of tobacco in the world has ammonia in it, and the fermentation process is a process of bringing that ammonia out. Uh, you know, a lot of factories ferment anywhere from one month to six months. Some of them go up to a year. But as far as I know, we're the only factory in the world that ferments all of our filler and binder for two years. Okay. Now, we can't really ferment the wrapper for that long because the more you ferment, the darker the leaf gets. So we don't want our Connecticut looking like a Maduro. You yeah, know? yeah, so, yeah. But we ferment all the filler and the binder for two years. So what that does is, it, it, first of all, it enables us to use some leaf that not a lot of other people can use. But secondly, it gives you all the flavor of the blend. With none of the baggage. Yes. You know, you could have three or four of our many vacations a day, and then you still like, might think, hey, I'm going to take another vacation. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. You know?
1: That's what I love about uh, certain cigars is one that I finish, when I finish smoking it, I want to have another one, as opposed to some cigars, full-bodied cigars, something with some harshness in it. I'm one and done. I'm done smoking. That's it. I've done it on the show where I try to put the, the I know I'm going to find it uh, too strong for me, the, the second cigar of the show. And it, after that, I'm done for the day. And I usually smoke four or five cigars a day, every day. But if it's, if it's a strong one, I'm done. As a retailer, I actually want to sell cigars to consumers that after they finish the cigar, they want to have another one. There's a little greediness in there, but that's how cigars should be made.
6: Yeah, some of the cigars that really, um, you, know, you, you know, what you're talking about, you know, you probably could go in the bathroom and turn the light out after you smoke it and you'll be glowing in the dark. Yeah. You know, so. Um, They're out there and people like them and that's yeah, okay. Absolutely. We, we carry them, we sell them,
1: and, uh, you know, there's a customer for everything. Absolutely. But um, there's nothing wrong with a cigar that has plenty of flavor, has some strength, but it's not
4: something that you want and done. You want another one. You could smoke these consecutively without having any problems in the flavor department. Yeah, I save on butane. What I find... just light one
3: off of the other. I don't have to worry about it. What I find interesting about this one, and we do blind tastings with each other all the time, where you take the band off and you smoke the cigar. Obviously, there's only a handful of box press cigars that come in at this shade, so that's that's easy. But the flavor on this is not all that Dominican. It's difficult to place the country of origin when it comes to the the fillers and the flavor coming off this. Is there a secret to that? I feel like it has the dryness of Dominican tobacco,
4: but the the flavor doesn't resemble your typical Dominican tobaccos, for me, anyway. Yeah, it's a Nicaraguan cigar. Yeah, yeah. You
6: you guys hit the nail right on the head every event that I do, I get people come up to me and say, what part of Nicaragua is yes, this cigar? absolutely. You know, where, is your, where's your factory at in Nicaragua? And I'm like, you know what, our factory's in the Dominican. That's where the four walls and the roof is, but we use leaf from all over the world. The secret to, to, to making a cigar that has a lot of Dominican uh, composition in it, uh, get that kind of nuance that you're getting out of it, is in the fermentation. It's in the fermentation. The only thing is, is that fermentation is just so time-consuming and so tedious. I mean, you have to take the, the polones, which people, for those of you that don't know what a polone is, it's, a, it's basically a bale of tobacco, and you wet it down. And you have thermometers that go in the center, long thermometers that are about 36 inches long. They go in the center of the bale, and you, once the, the the center gets to a certain heat, then you have to start flipping the bales and everything, and then you wet them down. And it's then a compost pile. Exa- yeah, and then the moisture evaporates out and starts bringing traces of ammonia out with it, and you keep flipping them and you keep tending them and you keep doing. And and that's why nobody else really wants to do it. It's just too time consuming, but. You know, one to six months of fermentation is completely adequate. We just take it to another level.
8: Yeah, I'll say.
6: I'll say.
1: So uh, at the factory, I saw your, your, your partner, JR, running around. He's doing paperwork. He's in the rolling things. He's looking at the tobacco. He's checking stuff in. He's working like a dog, to be honest with you. I was there for two days. He never stopped. I ate lunch, but you didn't. You kept going and going. So my question is, what do you do? you weren't there
6: <laughs> i call i call I, I call him three times a day yeah you say, did call hey, jr what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> you know here's what he does okay and he's probably going to hate me for this but uh what he does the only way he gets any peace in the factory is he goes into the throne Okay. Ah, yeah so he goes he goes in he sits in the bathroom in the office he'll be in there for an hour okay <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he sits in there for an hour and he replies to all his emails. He, you know, gets on social media, whatever it is. He can he does, be left alone in there, and, and, no, and nobody bothers him because they're not that stupid to try. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not safe, you know. So it's where some of the best
4: ideas come to life. No, but
1: you—you yeah. you are the boots on the ground. You're the guy yeah. that's going to cigar shops and saying, "Put our cigar and give us a chance." Um, and they should give you a chance, right? They it's, absolutely should. It's, yeah. uh, not only a great product and, and price right for the consumer, okay. uh, but something that when we place the order for the cigars, we get them. Yeah. It's it's not a back-ordered problem. It's been uh, you know right across the board on all your stuff. Uh, everything's been readily available. Uh, I hope that um, uh, the Cigar of the Year and that other sh- shops that are listening to the show and a lot do, uh, are hearing it, and we, we get somewhat of a difficult Uh, issue because uh, you grow that dramatically. I I hope it happens, but not too dramatically because the important thing is that the consumer likes the cigar and wants availability of the cigar. So waiting two years to um, ferment it and go through this whole process um, could could be a dangerous proposition. You're setting yourself up for for danger.
6: Yeah. It's well, fortunately, we have um, we have a family (coughs) tie in. And uh, you know, Jr.'s dad is is uh, has a, a, a large factory, and we are able to um, to utilize some of those resources, uh, that power of the uh, the purse to be able to acquire uh, what we need in the same way that a, a major major factory that you know maybe has a thousand pairs of rollers, you know, we're able to pull from that resource. And so that's why we're able to get some of the best leaf in the world. We're able to ferment for two years because we're able to pull to pull from from that resource, yeah, which yeah. is very valuable. You know, I don't know if we could do it if we didn't have that family tie-in, right? Or, you know the way that we do it. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a lot of years. Yeah. He's
1: got he's got it going on. That's for sure. Chuck, you ready? Let's do it, baby. While well, you're enjoying life till its fullest, it's important to be debonair and how to be more gentleman-like. And debonair is gentleman. Chuck Morrison.
7: Do you need a gentleman?
2: Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies,
0: fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices,
6: and pump up the
5: volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with... Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, perception. The game changer to becoming more debonair and controlling life's circumstances. Here's the fact. You either get bitter or you get better. It's that simple. You have a choice. You can either take what's been dealt to you and allow it to make you a better person Or you can allow it to tear you down. It ultimately comes down to perception and how you perceive and respond to things. The choice does not belong to fate, my friends. The choice, gentlemen, belongs to you. That's The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are
1: you debonair enough?
3: Yes. Yes, I nailed it this So
1: time. you must know Phil Zangy, Debonair Cigars. Yes. Right? Yes. So uh, last week we reported the news that uh, Debonair Cigars is moving their distribution from themselves over to Swisher International, Drew Estates. So. Um, I
6: think that's a very good
1: move. Uh, yeah? Hmm. Okay, I, 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 so. I talked to Phil after, and he's certainly going to get the placement for it because uh, moving that he, he has boots on the ground, basically, as they have a, a, a big uh, staff that's out there. Is there any consideration for you guys to uh, have some sort of big distribution partner or anything like that to get your cigar in more places? Because it's, it's really you. I mean, do you, you have a handful of guys that are working for you?
6: Well, um, we, yes, we do. We have uh, sales reps out on the road. And, uh, you know, as far as um, – You know, the debonair with the uh, Drew Estate, I do think that that's a good move. I think that Drew Estate puts a lot of energy behind what they do. And a lot of times, you know, I've told people that when companies put their brands under somebody else's umbrella, that it's usually a mistake because it ends up in the back of the book. Right. But Drew Estate hasn't followed that planogram. You see what they did with Hoya de Nicaragua. Correct, yes. And they really pushed it and got behind it. And I think that they'll do the same thing with Phil's line. Yeah. And, uh, but as far as ours go, you know, in the beginning, we kind of wanted, um, you know, Jr. and I, basically, we create everything together. That's what we do. The Aww. blends, everything's done together. We no, do I was trying time. to get
1: some information. He says, yeah. no, what you, when you come down to the, Havana Fest, um, the, the Dominican Festival, you're going to yeah. uh, decide what you're going to do together. Yeah,
6: exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's what we do. And, uh, All right. but, but in the beginning, you know, we wanted everybody to, um, I kind of wanted to stay under the radar on the whole situation because i wanted uh jr to be out in the front and you know he's he's the he's the guy he's the guy that makes the cigars he's the guy that that controls everything and he does it he he is amazing at what he does to be 26 years old unbelievable and to do what he does and and his work ethic is like you said yeah is is unrealistic for somebody that's that's 26 years old so we we have a really good friendship relationship family type relationship And we've done so many great things together. But to answer your your other question is that um, at this point, and as far as I can see forward right now, it's really I don't feel like it would be in our best interest to put ourselves under somebody else's umbrella because of what I said earlier. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Mm. You know, we want to keep building the foundation from the ground up. We want to make sure that every cigar that we make is perfect. And we don't want to get a situation to where uh, the market is getting ahead of us and we're having to maybe compromise on our two years of fermentation. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're trying to rush things out on the market and get it out there. We just don't want to take a blow to our brand like that. Yeah. Well, let's face yeah. it.
3: You know, you got, We have 1,100 facings in our shops, and your, your competition only creeps up when you're out. That's it. Somebody's on your cigar and they like your cigar – that's it. That's the, that's the cigar they want to try. Right. Maybe they try one or two singles, but they always go back to the one that they like. If you're out, they don't have a choice. They're buying cigars that day. A very, very smart move to keep your production slightly ahead of your sales. Exactly. Very you smart. know,
6: you can't sell out of an empty wagon unless you're selling wagons. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. you, you always that's got
1: it. the good lines yeah. anyway. So uh, thoughts on the uh, recluse Amadeus right now, guys? What
3: do you think? Uh, um, it's, a, it's a mouthful of creamy. Balanced with spicy, and it goes back to the creamy, and it goes back to the spicy. So I'm going to stick with my initial flavor profile.
6: It's chai tea all day long. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. Let's have a little trivia question. Uh, Rock me Amadeus. Yeah. (laughs) Who sang it? Oh, we were talking about that down there. Falco. Oh yeah. there you go. You got oh, it. Oh, wow. wow. You're the man. I was looking for some trick gotcha. question. It's obvious. <laughs> well, you were the only one that answered it though, oh, so right. it had hey, to geez. be a pretty trick question. Oh so. my goodness. So what
3: what is with the you had with your OTG blend you went draconian which was kind of playing in with the spider thing, you know, kind right. of scary spidery. Right. And now you've gone Rock Me Armadeus. It's kind of a different direction. Is there are those two going to be tied in
6: at some point or are you just going to keep the the fork splitting. We're going to keep trying to confuse you as much as <laughs> possible. <laughs> Good <Okay>. job. <laughs> no, the, the the you know, the hardest thing in the cigar industry is not blending a cigar, it's not designing a cigar. It's coming up with a name for a cigar that somebody hasn't already peed on the fire hydrant. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I mean, on Amadeus, uh, I went for 6 months calling JR calling some of my friends saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then I'd do a search and somebody had it for a size uh. somewhere or this or that. And I'd call people and say, hey, do you mind if I use this for a brand? You're using it for a size? You know, to be polite. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And uh, finally, I just said, and one day it just came to me. I was listening to some music and I started, it was classical music. And I started thinking, wait a minute.
4: Oh, from
8: okay.
6: Amadeus yeah, way Mochak. Yeah. Way back. So okay. I started, Amadeus, and it hit me, you know. And we uh, we filed for the trademark. We got it. and And, and interestingly enough, uh, we had to get a release from uh, the attorney. Got had to get some kind of release from France for us to use the name. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Wow. So it was really strange. I had no idea that that was tied in that way. Could you
1: have a brand Amadeus? It, away from recluse by itself. Yeah yeah, got, yeah, 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 you yeah, gotta, yeah. All of, all
6: of our trademarks are filed separately. Okay, so everything that we put on our box, whether it says uh, TLC for the factory or anything that's on our box, any name, anything, we we've probably got thirty some odd trademarks just to make sure that we peel on all our fire hydrants and that nobody, you know, we're not we're not creating a situation where there's any kind of market confusion, you know. You got great analogies, so, my friend. Yeah, great analogies. All right,
1: we're going to take a break and when we come back, what's up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop. Scott Weeks is here, the winner of the Cigar of the Year and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. <laughs>
0: The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time
8: beautifully filled. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year. Then, and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humid tubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste byron cigars cigars of poetry sophisticated byron
1: it was 2010 on my 50th birthday nick perdomo from perdomo cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift it was a box of cigars but this box of cigars was not what i expected one i never saw before something without the perdomo name on it it was my name garofalo Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars.
2: Just a reminder, you can listen to The Cigar Authority every Saturday live.
7: Just tune into thecigarauthority.com at 12 noon Eastern or 9 a.m. specific time if you live on the West Coast. You mean Pacific? No, I mean specific. Specifically
8: at 9 a.m.
7: if you live on the West Coast. That's
1: terrific. I mean specific. There you go. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios smoking the 2015 Cigar of the Year with Scott Weeks, his partner J.R. Dominguez from Iconic Leaf. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. This is a finger burner cigar. You can smoke it all the way down. All the way. And it tastes good all the way down. It's not like it starts getting bitter at the end and it's not. It's clean, it's good.
6: We're going to start packing toothpicks in with yes. the cellophane so people can stick <laughs> the toothpick through the middle, you know? yeah. Well, JR touched,
3: JR touched on the fermentation process. When you go out two years like that, I mean, you've got just about all the ammonia out. And the issue with most cigars that don't go out the two years is your saliva creates a more than 70% humidity content on the end of that cigar. It starts the fermentation process over. So, therefore, at the end of the cigar, you'd be burning off. That excess ammonia, but
6: there isn't anything left. That's a very interesting concept, huh? I don't I think. I don't think th- about that. I don't huh? think you're
1: going to go into fermenting over the past hour. I mean, it's, <laughs> I've never,
6: I've never fermented with my mouth before. Because they, well, you're doing it do, now. <laughs> they do it. They do it for two
1: years. I don't, I don't think in the, in the past hour it's going to end up bu- oh, happening. Ooh, careful, up yeah, see,
4: think of burning me. Now, wasn't there a story a few weeks ago of a woman getting pulled over because her body? Created alcohol in her system; it fermented whatever she had into alcohol. So I, she the, ate grapes, and then they became s- wine. It, it, basically, yeah. It was a big story on ABC <laughs> no about kid it. it. Yeah. yeah. How come that wasn't
1: on the uh, Asylum? It, it's first time hearing of it. Yeah, it was pretty Let's interesting. Do a little research. So you got to Google that one. That sounds yeah. like
6: a digestive problem. There we go. <laughs> if you're going to ferment stuff in your body, oh, yeah. I'll eat some corn. I'll come out with some moonshine. There you know?
1: we go. Geez, I wonder. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we were doing the Tweets of the Week for you. We ended up coming up with, I don't even know if you know this, that you you are sponsoring now the What's Up in the Cigar World as opposed to the Recluse because it's really cigar news, basically, is what we're doing. So this is the first time. So uh, What's Up in the Cigar World?
3: It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled n2 bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today.
6: Man, that was amazing. Pretty you can good. dance to that. I can <laughs> see myself <laughs> dancing to that underneath a disco it, ball with it, a smoker it, and a shock. bubble machine. That you wrote awesome. that music. I did, yeah. Yeah. Chuck
1: wrote that music. Great, it's pretty man. good. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. I want to sure. play
6: that at home with my wife, man. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know. So what do you got, Derek? So what is up in the cigar world? So right now, Foundation Cigar Company, who came out a little while back after his split from Drew Estate, uh, is uh, now holder of the David and Goliath name for. Trademark. There we go. So that's very Nick cool. Malillo. Nick, Nick Malillo. Yeah.
1: David and Goliath. I see a trademark issue there. My name is David. I am in the cigar business. Do we got anything there?
6: Got to put a I, stop to it. I, not, I, uh, I think you got an argument. There we go. Yep. Okay. I don't know about There's that. There's a lawyer that would take that on, <laughs> Johnny Cochran. But you'd have to make a really long distance Real phone call to yes, get all to him. Yes.
4: Yep. Yep. And uh, <laughs> also this week, Miami Cigar and Company signed a deal that makes them exclusive distributor of the Italian made cigar. Toscano, is very a interesting. Cigar?
1: That they have a um, one that uses Amar- Am- amaretto, also I believe. But uh, the Toscano is the Perotti, basically okay. of Italy, ah. the original Toscano. Um, pretty expensive um, machine-made cigar. You know, it's kind of expensive, uh, but it is the original one. Interesting. Um, here's one that uh, you know. We just talked about uh, somebody taking somebody else's brand. Does it become the back of the book type of uh, cigar? I don't know what Miami Cigar can do with it. Interesting. I know they've been out there looking for people for years to take that brand on. So uh, it'll be interesting. What
3: else you got?
4: Yep. All right. So you guys remember Cusano back yes. in the day? Uh, well, Davidoff is planning a relaunch of the Cusano brand with the Cusano Dominican Connecticut that will be available. In four sizes, ranging from prices to 4 to $6 beginning in March. I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah,
1: trying to bring back the Cusano brand. Nope. They, uh, I'm very, very close with, with Mike and Joe Cusano. Uh, I, I launched the Cusano brand. He was a Boston uh, uh, guy that uh, was a customer of mine. And uh, we took the first 300 boxes of Cusano ever made. Uh, then he ordered 300 boxes more, and I took the next 300 boxes of Cusano ever made. This is back in probably 95. And um, so began the launch of Cusano cigars. And um, he later on sold the brand to Davidoff. Davidoff got a hold of it, and they took two price increases in one year and then actually stopped the distribution. Of Cusano cigars, they actually let the brand die after a big payday uh, to Cusano and Cusano cigars. Um, it's been sitting on the sidelines for years, and uh, now finally they're going to bring it back, uh, priced where it was um, from back then. So, what's that?
6: What's that price again?
1: Uh, four, four and change on the robusto.
4: And up to- yeah, yeah, four fifty on the robusto, and then six to, uh, up to six dollars. Yeah. I think
6: I think at those prices, uh, they'll do really well. Especially in the markets, the states that have high OTPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're looking for, for brands that have name recognition that have a low enough price to where they can still market it at a reasonable retail. Yeah, yeah.
1: so does it have brand recognition after four or five years of... Uh off the shelf, you know. Well, I, good I, point. You yeah. know, I say to, um, to customers, we bring up old brands and stuff, and, and we, we I've said things like uh, Bahia to them before. Yeah, I remember when Bahia was the micro brand, and they had the, like the first thing, and they go, oh, never heard of it. Yeah, the Bahia you know, T- Golds? Yeah, yeah. T- Tony Bahani, no, yeah. no idea who he is, you know. And I'm like, wow, something that was that gigantic. Yeah. At the time, they don't even know what it is. It's a different generation wow. in the cigar business. So we'll see.
4: We'll see how it pans out. I don't think that it's been gone so long that it'll be completely off the radar or anything like that. You remember? You remember? I, oh yeah, no, okay. I, I was smoking them quite often. Right. I, I really liked the double Connecticut that they had. Yeah, croissant uh, eighteen, yep, yeah, the croissant eighteen was
6: doing pretty yep. good back then. Yeah, yeah yep. that
1: was uh, uh, Mike, very very close with him, and and um, when um, he got into the business, I was telling him that um, we started creating private label brands back then in the in the early nineties ourselves. And um, we went from, everything was on a box of 25. I started doing 20s. And he said, wow, that's very interesting. And then he came up with the 18. Because I said, a box of cigars is a box of cigars. Therefore, uh, my box of cigars can be cheaper. It would be five less than it. If you remember, we used to buy coffee by the pound. And then the next thing you know, a pound of coffee, which is 16 ounces, became 12.5 ounces. And it still was called a pound of coffee. And it was 12.5 ounces. So uh, he ended up going to 18s. And years later, the the cigar took off. I mean, he he was doing 6 million uh, Cusano cigars a year. And um, a customer came in that was buying Cusano 18s for years and years, came in one day, came right up to the counter and said, I bought a box of Cusano 18s do you know how many cigars are supposed to be in a box? And I go, yeah, 18. You know, like, <laughs> is this a joke? So he goes, I thought it was 20. And I said, there's a giant 18 right on the top of the box. <laughs> and But he just assumed, and now he does call it dollar-cost average and says, I, I thought I was paying less for the cigars, or I was smoking way too many, or whatever was yeah. going on. Interesting.
4: <laughs> what else you got, D? Also, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard about the whole <coughs> Villager Cigars fiasco a little while back. Yes, they fired uh, everybody. Yeah. And yes, yeah, that was a that was a big thing. But uh, before Christmas, they've, they, yeah, 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 that was right. That was terrible. Merry uh, Christmas. Yeah. Hey, good luck. <laughs> Your credit but,
1: cards don't work anymore.
4: Get, there's
1: no gas <laughs> yep.
6: in the tank. Have fun getting home. I can't home. comment on that beyond what I, you know. That's, uh, I'll have to leave that one alone. Yeah. Yeah. It was ugly. Yeah. It was yeah. ugly. Feel a little. bad for the Can rest.
3: Can we let him read the story, oh, yeah, please? <laughs>
4: <laughs> We're on a time limit here. So, yeah, Villager Cigars of North America has named Renee Castaneda as their new president of the company as it tries to extend its footprint in the United States. Here we go. Renee was with Miami Cigar for years,
1: later on going with Joe Cusado, bringing somebody back to CNC Cigars. Uh, and uh, now uh, is the head of Villiga. Now, Villiga is a giant European company, giant. You're looking at them as small brands that really never uh, got a hold in this industry. But let me tell you, they, they're giant. They got some money. They're one of the biggest players out there. Yep. Yep. Good.
4: And then uh, after a two-year hiatus, former president and chief executive officer, and correct me if I'm pronouncing this, uh, Berger and Argenti. 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 Yeah. Uh, Michael Argenti has announced his return with La Grande Love.
1: Yeah. Now, Mike Argenti is the yeah. um, brother-in-law of Nick Perdomo. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So he, he started off with Perdomo for years, and something went sour there. Then went to Berger and Argenti, and uh, it started seeing the light of day, and then Berger died, and that goes away. And now here he is uh, maybe three times a charm. We'll see what happens with
6: no. him. No comment? from me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know all the players. Hey, you know uh, all these guys. I'll tell you two things. Renee uh, Rene at Villiger, he's a great guy. Yes, if, anybody, if anybody can do it, Renee can. As far as Michael goes, Michael's been around forever. And I think, uh, you know, Michael can make, a, can make a play at it. So, you know. We'll see what happens.
1: We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Anything
4: else? Uh, that is it. That's all I have on the list all here. All right. That
1: is What's Up in the Cigar World. What's, What's up? up?
3: In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is
1: What's Up? up?
6: What's up? What do you think? What's
1: up? That can stick.
6: You can make T-shirts. I'm telling you, Reckless I'm agas. going What's to up? play that music at <laughs> home with my wife. <laughs> You'll be nine, months, with nine months from now, I may have an, uh, an announcement to make. Yeah, you got a new baby. <laughs> a baby making music right there. I've new- got two in diapers at home right now. I know. And and my little three year old Peyton, uh, she uh, she tells she thinks that I'm up in an airplane all week, and she keeps pointing out the uh, the window, <laughs> and she says, "There's Daddy." So she thinks I've been flying around the house in an airplane all week like Santa Uh, Claus
1: Okay. Awesome. All right. So you have a baby. You call it. What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to D.C. uh, tomorrow. uh, Monday. Monday morning. First flight out to... Find out about FDA, see what's going on there. I'm going to spend a week down there talking to everybody I can. We'll see what I get. Uh, The whole IPCPR board will be there. We're going to do the finalization of the IPCPR trade show. I'll come back with information on there. And when we come back, we will smoke a couple of number one cigars, uh, according to other people. Right now, we are smoking the number one cigar, but we'll get to some others um, next week. Uh, Following that, February 20th, we're going to light up our pipes. International Pipe Mm. Smoking Day, so we're going (laughs) to try. I'm going to pull a Barry and call it sick Mm -hmm. that day. (laughs) Straight Latakia. The following day, uh, the following week, February twenty seventh is National Cigar Smoking Day. Mark your calendars. Nice. National Cigar Smoking Day, February twenty seventh, and moving on to March fifth, the show that I will not be here, Barry. If you're listening, you better be here because I'm not going to be, Mr. Jonathan and Chuck. can use your help. Uh, I will be in Cuba. I'm going to the Havana Festival, uh, and I'll be there throughout the festival and from there right over to TAA, Tobacco and Association of America. Uh, their trade show happening in Mexico, so uh, I'm going to be gone for ten days, and uh, you'll miss me uh, during that show. Yeah, I don't see know what you miss. See what you can do. And uh, when I come back on March 12th, uh, I'll give you all the information on the TAA um, and um, Cuba. Whatever happened there. March 19th, we'll celebrate Avos 90th birthday. The 90th birthday show. His birthday is Tuesday, um, the 22nd, and we'll have an event in our stores. Uh, At Two Guys in Salem, and followed by a dinner at nighttime. If you want to be any part of that, stop by Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem and grab your ticket to that. We will have Ava with us via satellite. He'll be at his home in Florida on his birthday, on his 90th birthday, uh, for that. And uh, moving ahead all the way to April 2nd. Uh, The Cigar Authority's 6th anniversary show So we look forward to our 6th anniversary We're going to keep this thing going As long as we have uh, people help supporting us Like the folks at Recluse uh, Being part of us from Uh throughout helping it. So thank you for that. Also, right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum for my friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away. Haha, they're coming <laughs> to
5: take me away. Ho ho hee hee to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the
4: time and I'll be happy
5: to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away.
3: Ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. You want to lose 100 pounds in seven months? Yeah. Yes. Are you tired of diet foods? Yes. Don't you wish that pizza could be part of the equation for weight loss? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, now it can. Ooh. For lunch nearly every day, Pasquale Cosoliono eats an entire pizza margarita. Irishman. Well, <laughs> 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 that might not seem like a real diet. He explains that his Neapolitan style pies are not your typical New York slices. The dough is made from just flour, water, yeast, and salt. No butter. No lard. That's what dough is. Zip it over there. Okay. The toppings are light: fresh tomato sauce, a thin layer of mozzarella cheese, and basil. Plus, his dough ferments. Get this: for 36 hours. It's not two years, but he's he's working with <laughs> dough, not <in our> tobacco. <laughs> a process that eats away much of the natural sugars and leaves a healthier complex carb which is easier to digest and helps keep you feeling full. I don't buy it. It lets you feel satisfied, and because it's only 540 calories for the whole pizza, oh, wow. it's a perfect and fast solution for lunch or dinner. The regular pizzas also help him stick to his diet. Pasquale says it helps you to stay away from junk food, because when you eat a pizza, you don't need anything else. That's insane, and uh, hey, Pasquale, can I get mine with jalapenos and pineapple? That's Asylum. I don't believe it. To Google it. Away. Does he have a frozen They're version I can get? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be experimenting with that this week while you're gone.
1: 100 pounds in seven months. <laughs> seven pizza. months. <laughs> nah,
4: no. I'm not buying it. Have you ever tried gluten free pizza? I did. Uh, oh, no. no. Uh, AKA
3: cardboard with sauce and
4: cheese.
6: Yep. Yeah.
3: Yep. That's the one.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Uh, hey, listen, you want to lose a lot of weight every time you want to eat, just light up a cigar. Yep. Yeah. I've been
3: doing it
1: for thirty years. It ain't working. Dude. <laughs> well, it ain't working. Imagine, imagine how big you'd be if you didn't. I guess. <laughs> you know, I guess. My God, it's just the Battle of the Bulge. The Battle of the Bulge continues. So, you got any mailbags out there? Anything you've got to share? I do. That maybe uh, we, we had one. Can help us with? We yeah. had
3: one uh, about the mail bag about the uh, care package because we're, this cigar was in the care package. Yeah, yeah. And Eric writes uh, from the contact us page, fellas. One of my friends spoke highly about the Cigar Authority Care Package and convinced me to join. I was lucky enough to become one of the last few members to join last week. I must add that I'm definitely looking forward to trying the cigars from the February Care Package, which he has now. Uh, We recruited another friend to join after me, but unfortunately he waited too long and the Care Package was sold out. Do you have a waiting list that he could join? If so, do you anticipate on expanding the membership? Since Barry let an additional member join in, adding a grand total of 501 members on the care package. I know you would have to wait until at least two members cancel. Their care package, as always, keep up the great work. Eric from Michigan.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're going to be all set for the rest of the year at least, and we'll, we'll look at it uh, next year and see what we can end up doing because i got to stop the bleeding. I mean, this is 1999 for four cigars, including shipping, and you, and you see what the value is. But we are going to put something on there. What's it called?
3: We have a... Uh, a Sponsor's deal. Sponsor's deal. Sponsor's deal. deal. Sponsors deal. Yeah. Out.
1: So we're going to ha- have something every once in a while of uh, people that are sponsors up there and have a deal on their cigar. Uh, sponsors of the show. We haven't actually figured it out exactly what's going on, but we're going to try to do something that can be available on a weekly basis of different things or something. or Have something that's a, a good deal for you. But uh, as far as the care package, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the call now for the rest of the year. So we'll look at it in 2017 on there. I know it's only February. You're talking the whole year, but we've got to stop the bleeding. So uh, that's where that goes. So, uh, Scott, what is up for Iconic Leaf uh, Recluse Cigars in the future?
6: Well, I'm actually uh, getting ready to go over to the factory in about three weeks. And uh, Jr. and I are going to try and work our magic uh, it it will I can't uh, you know it's a you got thoughts of, in your mind yeah I got thoughts in my mind <laughs> but you got to be a member of the secret cigar society right. and uh, you know I like you to got be, to know I, the secret cigar handshake I,
1: I, I like to be part of the secret society I like well being part of the. Uh, What's that I'll only the, tell uh, everybody.
6: You don't want to know the secret cigar handshake. I taught that to my wife, and now we have three kids. Yeah, so. we go. Yeah, so I don't <laughs> want <to end> any <laughs> of that. Well, Derek
3: might be interested then.
6: He yeah, yeah, I yeah. Would I'll,
1: I'll, I'll step show. up to the plate. Jo- Jonathan had an idea. He, he threw it. It went nowhere with Jayaba. Maybe he's got it for you. What's the name? Well, of you it? guys
3: have your Amadeus, which is mild. You have the Amadeus Habano, which is medium. How about a full-bodied Amadeus San Andreas?
6: It rhymes, it rhymes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it oh, rolls yeah. off the tongue. Amadeus, San Andreas, Amadeus, San Andreas. Huh? I like it. Write a song about it. Yeah, Go something like this:
1: Ah. <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> we'll have Chuck write that one.
6: Sounds good, you know. Will I have to pay your royalties on Not it? At okay. Not at all. Not at all. Right. That's no. free of charge right okay. there. Okay, well, as long b- as we're free and clear. But, but let them in on
1: some of the secrets, you know. We've got to have something for our studio audience so they hear things that they don't hear anywhere else.
6: Okay, well, what I'll tell you this. Uh, one of the things that I've been getting beat up on because of the, uh, the Elf Pack special edition set yeah. that we put out, and it's got uh, nine Sidewinders in it. It's got the uh, the Amadeus and, and the three sidewinder sizes in the Connecticut. It's got the Draconian in the three sizes, and it's got the OTG. Well, the Draconian and the Amadeus are available for regular production in boxes. The OTG, people have smoked it, and they keep coming to me on a regular basis and saying, are you going to make this OTG in a sidewinder for box sales? So we're considering doing the OTG sidewinders for the IPCPR this oh, year. Oh, all right. Um, For people that don't know about the Sidewinder, that's the it's a different shaped
3: cigar where the the cap comes off with a pinch. Is that correct? Yes,
6: exactly. What it is is this shape that we invented. We invented two shapes. One is called the canoe, which is a box press uh, perfecto type. That's the easiest way to explain it, but it's really in the shape of a kayak boat. The Sidewinder is a cigar that is round uh, round on the front and back, and it's square pressed on the sides, and then the cap is rectangular. And when you squeeze it. The, uh, the cap the pops open like the back of a pair of long johns okay and then you just pull the flap off and you light it up and smoke it that's like, like a, it. a pair of long you johns? Come up with this
3: the, i don't get the pair you of long johns you give me John. a hard time about my flavors you guys and are in you are, new, you guys are in, comparing cigars to long johns
6: you guys are in new hampshire dave you don't know what you, you don't know what long you don't know how long johns open up in the back you never had. You never went to an like outhouse the, before. Have, like no, the Doctor Denton's. It's yeah, got the flap in the, the back. flap of, That's what you wear when you go out to the outhouse, man. Yeah. And you got to pull. You gotta, You don't want to take the long johns I'm, off. I'm, you I'm, just pull the flap. Back. I'm old, but I'm not yeah. that old. Well,
4: footy pajamas baj- had it too. Footy
6: pajamas uh, so yeah, yeah. had footy back back flap? the oh, yeah, flap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a pair of those. No kidding. Oh
3: yeah. Have yeah. you ever use it? Once or twice. And use the flap. Well, not as toilet paper,
6: but yeah, you open it up and. Well if you want to know how it works, Dave, just you just squeeze it. the cap on a sidewinder and that'll give you all the information. Really? You can use your imagination. Oh. Jonathan,
4: where are you using footy pajamas up until about six months ago? Until last night. Yeah, oh last night? Right. Wow. Okay. Well rock and roll. All
1: right, so we love it. Final thoughts on the recluse Amadeus Abanos. It's great. It's it so great. great. It is the cigar of the year, right? Absolutely. Hands down, it is Good the winner. That's all there is to it. There's Hands no down, question. it won it. So uh, Scott Weeks, thank you so much. Congratulations thank to you, you. J.R. Dominguez. Thank you. Thank you for coming up on a terrible winter day up here in all the way from the Dominican Republic for this. Anyway, uh, next week, uh, I'll have the latest and greatest from Washington, D.C. Will the FDA change the cigar industry as we know it? I'll have the scoop for you and all the rumors.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Until
1: then, you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar
3: Radio Network. And if you happen to be smoking your Cigar of the Year, the Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth.